Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Well, hello there. You are listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David, and I am your host, Anna David. You know what happens here. I talk to best-selling authors. I talk to the world's biggest entrepreneurs. I do solo episodes. We talk about how to launch a book and what that book can do for your career. Here's something so special today that you're never going to get another time, and that is a recording of a live event I did with none other than Curb Your Enthusiasm's Jeff Garland. Now, Jeff Garland was a previous podcast guest where we talked about his book launch, My Footprint. But this was this super hilarious, super fun event that Book Soup was that's my local bookstore, was kind enough to host where Jeff interviewed me about the relaunch of Party Girl. Then I got special permission from Book Soup and Jeff to release this as a podcast episode. So uh, go enjoy it. If you want the show notes, go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash PG Garland. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash PG Garland. And enjoy the party. Good evening, everyone. My name is Sam. And on behalf of Book Soup, I'd like to thank you all for joining us for tonight's event that we're super excited for with Anna David in conversation with Jeff Garland here to discuss Party Girl. Tonight's event will end with a Q&A. So to submit a question, please use the Ask a Question button at the bottom of the screen. And if you see a question on the list you'd like um, our speakers to answer, you can click the Like button and it'll bump it up in the queue. And we will answer as many questions as time will allow. And please also feel free to continue engaging with each other in the chat area. It's really fun to know you're all here since we can't see you. And BookSoup will be hosting more virtual events in the near future, and you can learn more about them on our website. You can sign up for our email newsletter. You can follow us on social media at BookSoup. You can follow us right here on our Crowdcast page to get direct notifications. And past events are also available on our YouTube channel. Please support BookSoup and our authors tonight by purchasing a copy of tonight's featured book, which you can do by clicking the green button right below the viewer screen. Anna was gracious enough to come sign copies in the store. So they're not book plates. They're actually signed books, um, which is exciting in times of COVID to have a fully signed book. Um, so please click that green button and support Anna. And we're also um, open for in-store browsing. So if you're local to Los Angeles, please come by the store daily from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we would love to see you. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guests for this evening. We have Anna, Data, Anna David, a writer of some notoriety, and Jeff Garland, a comedian of some notoriety. And Book Soup is honored to have both of you with us tonight. So everyone, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the presentation. And thank you both. 
a big bowl of delightful. I, as a matter of fact, uh, love book soup. I used to have a, um, a book club at book soup with the only purpose I said, because people would come and ask me questions about curb your enthusiasm. And it was like, well, if they buy the book, I don't care if they read it. I don't care if the book club's good. Buy the book. Yesterday, I went in book soup, which is delightful right now in COVID. It's as great as it ever is. Uh, go to book soup. Uh, you've got to wear a mask, which is, uh, yeah, of course, indoors. Um, I bought a stack of books. Um, and you know what's so funny, Anna? I said to you a long time ago, too bad I was wasn't didn't know you and we didn't have a relationship uh, when Party Girl first came out because I would have loved to have hosted you at Book Soup. I know, and and, I, and look at what happened. Look, look at, this. at you made it a reality. We also sort of met through the Book Soup event I did with Lisa Smith, where you you showed up. Remember, right. I was like, he's right. not really going to show up. And there you yes. were in the comments being very you. And right. um, and we hadn't even met yet. Right. No, no, we had not met. We had met uh, a few days before I saw you on an interview on Instagram. Yes. Let's tell our origin story. <laughs> OK, <laughs> uh, we're both Marvel characters. I'm Submariner. <laughs> She's Silver Surfer. Um, no. Yeah. We are from nice Jewish families. And so I met you on Instagram. I tell my mom, you know, because I'm a name dropper and she's a name dropper. And I go, guess who I just became friends with on Instagram, Jeff Garland. She goes, well, Betsy's really good, was really good friends with his mother, Betsy being my favorite aunt. And I figured Betsy was like exaggerating, name dropping. Turns out they were like best friends. My aunt yeah, and your mother. My mom, and, my mom and Betsy were very, very close. And you also came down for a bat mitzvah or a yeah. wedding. Wedding, a wedding. And and you were, you, you somehow not didn't hook up. No, uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. But you you met a, a friend of mine, which made me laugh. And I won't go further. By the way, I hate to tell you, Anna, this is not interesting. Let's make this interesting. <laughs> Let's talk about party girl. No one really, no one gives a shit how we met. We I met with friends. By the way, I love Randy. you. I'm by the way, I'm here because I love you. Otherwise, I'd be napping. And actually, what was I doing? You called me 10 minutes ago and said, What are you doing? I said, I'm getting up from a nap. I'll be there in two minutes. And exactly. so, but for me to do anything now, I have to love the person and respect them for something public like this. Yeah. Um I read Party Girl. I read your other book. Tell me the name of it because I still have more copies because I bought a bunch of book soup to give away because I believe in that book so much. Make What's Your called? Mess Your Memoir. Make Your Mess Your Memoir, which I read and learned stuff about writing a memoir. I have also decided, well, I'll tell that later. But um, Party Girl, I was delighted by, delighted by, so much so that I said, let's write a movie of it. And we did. So we'll see what happens. I don't, you know, um, but it's just a, well, for, what, what, what? Okay. Well, first of all, that's sort of. But by the way, when you do this physically, no, you, you want to say something. <laughs> okay. That's what you There's were doing. So I, 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 well, yeah, that's good. So, I shouldn't be communicating yeah. that because yeah. you know what I know about you, Garland, is you can talk and it's delightful. But it like it it's 
you talk you talk more than oh, I. oh no i do but i but i also one of the other thing is i love listening so i'm gonna yes. ask you things and then i'm gonna shut up i'm not gonna interrupt you like you know what i mean like you do your yes, thing you don't interrupt but no so are you scared of that is that what you're bringing this up now you're scared that i'm gonna do like an hour of stand-up is this what you're scared of I don't be it's about you Anna david relax oh, I, right. I love it being about me but it is weird i was telling you i'm nervous I, i'm less mm. now but it's so crazy when it's book soup is my hometown bookstore you're one of my favorite people on earth um but 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 so this is the story we met you said God, I love Party Girl. That's an amazing book. And I said, I know. And you said, why don't we make it a movie? And I right. said, that's so funny because I just finished writing the script. And in fact, I'm doing a reading tonight with like eight of my friends, a Zoom reading. And you said, you're like, what, in like four hours? I go, yeah. And you're like, I'll be there. And so you're like, we decide you're going to play the drug counselor. I do not tell my friends. Jeff Garland is is suddenly I'm oh, now friends with Jeff him. Garland. It's it's basically um, Olivier. But keep going. I I don't tell them that you're that you're coming and that you're playing the drug counselor. You just show up, and it was great because you know my friends they're, they're not actors. Well, one is Rebecca actually is an actor, but. The others aren't. And and I suddenly, you know, kind of get them to do this thing. They think they're doing this casual thing. And they've got you and Rebecca and these, you know, professionals. And it was a delight. And you called me the next day and you said, I love it. Let's do this. Yes. And then it's Hollywood. By the way, for so. the people watching right now, you can see that Anna's completely charming. Uh, you're you're a charming individual. And uh, but let's talk about the book. Like I said, our origin story, yeah, okay. But you got it out, and you were adorable getting it out. But and I, and I don't mean that in a way of – adorable, by the way, lately has been sort of like a belittling term to people. Yeah, Jesus. Like, Jesus. Especially when you say to a woman. But you know what? I can be adorable. Uh, many uh, young men can be adorable. Adorable is good. Anyhow, by the way – Can I say one thing about that? Brew. Bitches Brew, the best from Groundworks. Bitches They're sponsoring brew. this. Available, event. by the way, at Book Soup, they sell. <laughs> Can I ask you the first question? And by the way, I'm an improviser. Anna knows I'm an improviser. She sent me a list of questions, which made me laugh, but made me go, screw it. I'll ask them. So can I ask you the first question already? Yes, we I have no idea what anyone, it's going to be. I'm seeing 72. We've not lost anyone. Oh, my God. So when we get to good. 71, no that's good. We're going right, to know. So can I ask are. you a first question? Yes, Seriously. I have no idea what it will be. I actually don't remember well, what it is. Okay. You don't know. It's the, it's the one to start it all. You don't remember. First off, why did you write Party Girl? Because that's a great thing. And I, by the way, I know what's going to come, and it'll be charming. Go. So I went to rehab in the year 2000. And when I got sober, there was nothing out there about recovery. The PR was so bad. It was literally like, it was literally like you couldn't find meetings online. And it was Charlie Sheen went to Promises. That's all I found. So of course, I said, well, I have to go to Promises. By the way, the segue, um, I didn't know that Promises had two outlets, like one super fancy one for movie stars and one that was like, not 
And I just thought like, wow, I'm getting such a good deal thinking I was at the fancy one. But, and I, one day I said like, it's so weird. They have this broken basketball net. Where are all the famous people? And pe someone's like, um, honey, you're at the bad promises. That's, that's the fancy one. So, but anyway, when I got sober, uh, it, things had gotten so dark for me. And I thought, my God, nobody told me how fun and funny recovery was going to be. Why didn't anybody tell me? And I thought, if I read it, stop. Wait, 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 wait. I, I said I wasn't going to interrupt, but you're going to say something. Literally, you said to yourself, why didn't anyone tell me recovery would be fun and funny? Even to this day, uh, I don't assume, even reading your book, I would never assume that recovery is fun and funny. But I bet there are people in this audience who are in recovery. So for sure, do you think it's fun and funny? It's, I, I walked in. Well, you can find, by the way, I'm not saying you can't find humor in it. Without a doubt, I can find humor in every experience I go through. The darkest experiences, but the, the lightness in what you're saying that is like, wow, okay, fun and funny. I keep going. Sorry. I mean, truly, I think one of the crazy things about addiction is you think, oh, I'm so fun. I'm having so much fun. I'm this party girl. When actually you're locked in your apartment with your cats and your cocaine, you think you're having fun. And then... <laughs> And then yeah. for me, I get sober and I'm in these meetings with people who are the funniest people on earth next to mm -hmm. Jeff Garland. And they are making me laugh. And I and I and I just thought I thought recovery was going to be, you know, men in trench coats, smoking cigarettes. Maybe after a couple of years of boredom, you go to a play for fun. What, Jeff? Men in trench coats. <laughs> so basically, these people are, are pedophiles and flashers who are hanging kind of. out in your imagination kind of. for alcohol and drug recovery. You're thinking you're heading out with people who are basically naked under raincoats. Actually, to to be, I'm I'm picturing coats, not necessarily trench coats, but like coats with like alcohol trench coats. I mean, I mean, yeah, creeps. I was picturing creeps. And by the did you picture women being involved in any way? No, oddly, no. I pictured only men. There's this book called Rachel's Holiday, which is, by the way, the second best novel about addiction and recovery. And she talks about how um, men in boring sweaters, that's what she thinks it's going to be. So boring sweaters. By the way, that would be an interpretation of mine. Boring sweaters sounds more like what I would think. That's, That's why Marianne Keyes is a much more successful writer than I am, by the way, possibly because of the boring sweaters. Yes. So, so I, I have exciting sweatshirts, Muhammad <laughs> Ali. I keep going. So it never crossed my mind that if I went to a 12-step room, anybody would ever laugh. And, and I'm not saying 12-step meetings are you're just uproariously laughing for one hour, but it's so it's laughing over common experiences. And like, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to convey that all the addiction recovery memoirs I had read were um, very dark, very earnest, very boring. Once the person got sober, except for permanent midnight, bow down to Jerry Stahl, just laugh out loud, hilarious. And so, and then I had read Rachel's holiday, this book I was just talking about. And I thought, how could I do a book about addiction and recovery that isn't earnest? I think it has to be a novel. And so 
I, in my real life, uh, when I got sober, I got hired at Premier Magazine to do a column called Party Girl. And um, so I created a story based on that. Why are you moving around so much? Well, my air, can you, can I, can I, well, you keep going. My keep air going. conditioning kicked in and it's too noisy. But go. I'm listening if, to you. I'm just going to be a few feet away. What if Jeff never came back and this was <laughs> just a ruse? Um, so, so I didn't know how to do a, a memoir and make it funny. Now I kind of do know how to do that. But I wrote this book. And it was, we sold it. I got very lucky. I got this agent and we sold it to my top choice publisher, Judith Regan. And we sold it literally the day James Fry was on Oprah getting dressed down for lying about his book. And so where there was talk in the acquisition meeting, oh, should we make this a memoir, whatever. And we went with novel. And frankly, I have regretted it a little bit because I feel like it would have gotten a lot more attention as a memoir. And it's sort of, there are these lists of quit lit. These are the classic books about addiction and recovery and it never gets on there because it's a novel. But how's your air conditioning? Uh, it says off and it's still going. I don't know. It's a lie. Um, it's a new, um, it's the new way of doing this crap. At least I'm not having technical problems. So true. I'm adjusting my monitor a little bit. All right. Go ahead. Um, so, so I, what happened with the release is that Judith Regan was fired in the biggest scandal to ever hit publishing. I think about two months before my book came out, I, ignorant to the ways of publishing, thought like, oh, well, cool, my book's still coming out. I mean, I was sad for her, but I'm like, she'll be fine. This is, this is all fine. Not realizing that everything disappeared. And, and okay, in under normal cases, people say when, you're, when your editor leaves, you're orphaned. This is like the editor left and the orphanage was burned to the ground. And even if your editor doesn't leave and your publisher doesn't get fired, still most of us are completely ignored by our publisher. So I had all of these high expectations because they paid me great money. They had made this big deal about it. There was a ton of buzz. There was movie offers and all this stuff. And it came out to a resounding nothing, nothing. And the worst part about that is you walk around back then with tradi only traditional publishing and everyone goes, how's your book doing? And like, all I knew is that my publisher, those who were left at HarperCollins kept making me feel like it was my fault that it hadn't sold well. Now, it always broke my heart because I've written seven books since and Party Girl is the best one. And so I thought I'm gonna get the rights back and I am going to do this right. I, I hated the cover they did. Well, and then I learned once once my team got in there and started putting it on Amazon that they had done crazy things. They listed it under humorous science fiction. Humorous science fiction. They also listed it under women's biographies. It's not a biography. They also listed it under writing reference. They also listed the wrong publisher, William Morrow. So, so it just killed me. And so I thought, I'm going to do this right. I got my cover designer at my company to do it. Um, I gathered an advanced reader team. I did the whole thing. And I just wanted, I wanted to give the book what it deserved. Um, and also once the movie gets made and, you know, you become, I become a, a gazillionaire and you become a billionaire from it, I make the money from the book sales. Cause that's how it works. Right, Jeff? 
it is you own you own the rights to the characters you own the rights to everything in, in movies that is how it works it's it's almost if you're thinking of writing a movie it's almost good <laughs> by the way speaking of make your memoir if you have an idea for a movie it's almost better to write about it first and even self publish it totally and then and then if you sell the script you own all of it it's uh, it's kind of like a junior star wars way of doing things i don't know that reference it, well uh, star wars uh, uh what's his name owns everything because okay. back yeah. then 20th century fox didn't know it was going to be what a it would be. it's beyond a cash cow there's yeah. plenty of books that, that have been turned into movies that were cash cows this is basically financing a planet um, I will say, yes, they always in Hollywood talk about IP. You have to have intellectual property. It's all about IP. But then people think, oh, Hollywood's just running around grabbing up rights. It is, I don't think anybody gets anything made that easily. Right? No, no, like, no. Nothing is made easily. And, and a book being published is not, nothing worthwhile is easy. Yeah. That's, that's all. Nothing worthwhile is easy. I don't but oh look at me telling you Jeff Garland is very wise. I saw him interviewing. He also switches to a weird sort of English accent in the middle of Anna David's thing. By the way, you're already answering the question that you have next is why did you relaunch it? And you know, it's a matter of passion, it's a matter of love. You love it, you're passionate about it, and that's the key to great work period. Yeah. You know, I, I work with people who are indifferent to whatever they're doing. And there's never, passion is so beautiful. It's beautiful. So I congratulate you. And you also turned something that was dark and on its way to killing you, already taking a bite out of your life. And you made something with it, which is beautiful. Congratulations on that. Um, all right. Here's by the way, you also answered to agree in a degree, and I think you can go a little more on it. What is the log line? What is the story of the book? But you can go a little bit more into that. I think I'm following your thing. By the way, I am. very well. Who so, well, yeah, I know. But to me, my this is about you tonight, and I want to please you, and I want you to feel when it's done that I helped you at least sell one book. Has he helped me sell one book? Put in the chat if you bought uh, a signed copy. Because that's oh yeah. Well, 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 now why are you doing that? It just was a nice thing to say. <laughs> Get on with it. Leave them. Alone. Don't give them responsibility. They've already done their responsibility by signing up, signing in, and they're watching. And by the way, we've gone up four. You're at seventy six. You are at seventy six. That means go out and buy a trombone. All right, keep going. <laughs> Okay, look at Anna. Did you get look that reference? Anna. No, not at all. I just figured it was one of those yeah. random things. It's from the music. It's from the, the uh, musical Music Man. 76 trombones in the big parade. Um, if By the way, if you have 75 trombones, it's not a big parade. 76 <laughs> is the line for trombones. Nobody for better leave. Nobody yeah. better leave. Yeah. So, okay, so yeah, the log line is a wild and crazy girl gets sober, and when she gets sober, she gets a job writing about her crazy life for a magazine, and so she has to create this persona based on who she used to be, and then the whole thing comes crashing down. In the script, 
because this is a very 90s story, you know, magazines, what are those? Um, and, and, you know, e even cocaine's a little 90s. But so we modernized it and we made it, she is a podcaster, which by the way, then I heard Sex in the City has modernized that and made her a podcaster, copycats. But but so so now she's a podcaster and uh, Jeff didn't like that the, her love interest was an actor. So now we've made him. It's actually so great. We've made him a, a, a writer who writes about knife sales, knives. Remember, he's really into pocket knives, but it's not creepy. Anyway, the script is so funny. And I will tell you that I don't say that about my own work. And I years ago when the book came out, um, Melanie Griffith wanted to she uh, she made an offer on the movie. And she said, I want you to write the script. And I sat down and I like typed party girl into final draft and then just had no idea what to do. When the pandemic started, my boyfriend, knowing that I go stir crazy very easily said, here's a pandemic project. Why don't you write the party girl script? And I said, great. I don't know how to do it. And he's like a genius structure guy gave me the structure and gave me the assignment. And I sat down and did it. And it's, it's gotta be pretty good to have attracted Jeff Garland. All right, I, yeah. I have a criticism. Go ahead. I You're spending it. way too much time on our script. Can they cannot purchase the script at Book Soup? They can. But purchase I'm not supposed to ask them about purchasing the book either. What? I'm not supposed to ask them about purchasing. No, but the book. that was like how many of you have bought the book? I'm saying the yeah. book. Did you change any of the book from the script, or is the books the same? Great question, an improvised question, I might add. When I went in, I decided to not change anything except what was necessary. And in our, uh, let's just say our very, uh, you know, cancel culture, there were some things that I wrote in uh, 2004 that are not okay to say today. And mm -hmm. so those were the only things that I cut out. But but, and by the way, I found typos that Harper, HarperCollins claimed they had it edited eight times. I still found typos in it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I changed. Just the PC stuff. Mm, okay. Well, that's good. Well, here's the thing. I became interested, not from your script. I became interested hearing you talk about it and talk about your history. And I did my own research and found Party Girl. And I read Party Girl, the book. And yeah, when I read it, some of it was dated in terms of, but you can see through what's dated, but yeah. it was so relevant in terms of the human experience, you know? And that's why I'm saying, it's nice that you're saying nice things about what we've written together, but the reality is this is about the book and the book is wonderful. And the book is completely relevant and completely you feel connected to it, connected to her and where she goes with it. That's all I'm saying for people watching who want a book. Our script someday would love to be in book form and love it to be a book super. Right now it's not. So here's what I'm doing. No more talk of the script. None. No, just the book. Stay on just point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fair enough. Let me let me see what the next question is because it might be funny. Um, oh, all right. Well, this is a good question based on what I just said. How do you think the attitude about addiction slash recovery has changed 
since you first wrote the book? There you go. Great question. Things have changed. You, you wrote the question. You just said great question. I know I get excited. Uh, by the way, my girlfriend has a signal with me. She says the word watermelon when I get too worked up. So like I'll tell you, shift me, which I take no offense to because I do get big and loud. And I apologize to everyone watching. I'm, you know, it's ironic. I'm on a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm because I get excited. Go ahead. I'm and sorry. I told you the very first time that the only time I've actually seen you perform live, I think it was at Doug Loves Movies. It, it was Doug Loves. Is that what that's called? Yeah, he has a show called Doug Loves Movies. And I and I it was at UCB and I mm. sat there and I go, he is so much funnier, this Jeff Garland person, than he even needs to be. Like he's showing up and a half. I'm used to, and I'm not saying people phone it in, but and I and then my second thought was, God damn it, he's a spaz, that man. He's a spaz. Okay, I'll, he I'm needs all the good. word watermelon, I said to myself. Yeah, um, but I need the word watermelon. So she'll, as a matter of fact, she used it the other day. I was talking with my friend. She walked in the room and went, would you guys like some watermelon? I knew exactly what she meant. And I went, okay. Bob Odenkirk is one of my dear friends. He was over shortly after his heart attack. We were visiting. And I was so grateful and excited to see him that I was, you know, my bombastic self, of which he's used to. We've been yeah. friends since we were in our early 20s. So he's used to it, but she still came in and offered up watermelon. Actually, that's where watermelon came from. That day, she had to say, but Bob's just had a heart attack. Will you shut the fuck up? All right. So in other words, please, come on, continue. You didn't answer the question. Watermelon. Do you remember the question? No, do you remember the question? I actually don't, because I was going to tell you. I okay, was the question was, what has changed in the world of addiction and recovery since Party Girl? And by the way, I'm going to tell you something before you even answer. Having read it, I felt that all of it was very relevant to what a person might go through today. Yes. I think what's different is that there was nobody was out and proud about it back then. There was no such thing as like a recovery influencer. There was no such thing as Instagram. Um, there were no recovery podcasts. There, there were actually no podcasts pretty much. And so I feel like it was very much before it's time. Suddenly, you know, people are like, oh, wow, all these books about it, recovery are coming out. And, you know, whenever that sort of started mm -hmm. around, I think, 2012, these, these other books started coming out. And I think it's wonderful because I think any person who opens up about this is not only eradicating their own shame that they're carrying, but they're inspiring other people, not just to get sober, but to share their stories. And there's tons of people here who are in my writing group, um, like Barbara and Paula, um, and, and I mean, other people that I've seen, Jill. I recommend, I recommend never going with the names because you're going to forget one and it's not going to be good. Well, but Barbara did just say you were hysterical and we are publishing her book. So I'll stop. I'll stop. Oh, that's um, very nice. Stop complimenting me. Stop. I didn't. And, it was Barbara. I didn't say you well, were hysterical. By the way, Barbara, Barbara, thank you very much. And to all the others in her writing group that she obviously didn't mention and doesn't have time. I'm sorry. But I know she brags about her writing group. She loves her writing group. You okay. told me you were so impressed with me for having a writing group. You did I am. at one point. I am. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll join one day. I think you should. For no, your I, book I that we're going to publish. There's no should. There's no should. I could. Um, can I? Okay. I know I'm not supposed to comment. No, whatever you want, sweetie. Go, go ahead. Go. There, the, do you do this funny thing? Um, we were talking about, and this is, when we, oh, you don't want me to talk about the movie, but I'm talking about your delivery on things. Um, and when you just said you should versus you could, I was yeah. thinking about how, how when we did the reading, you said, you said about my friends, you go, she's not a good actress. And then later we were talking and you go, she's not a bad actress. And I go, well, no, you said she's not a good actress. And you're like, exactly. You can, someone can, can not be a good actress, but not be a bad actress at the same time. It, I thought it was hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the majority of what I run up against is mediocrity. But by the way, I go with, okay. So Amelia, visit Amelia at Book Soup. Uh, yesterday I was there. I bought like eight books and we go around and she gives me the straight dope on the books that are there. And I got to tell you, just like movies, television, theater, dance, I don't care what it is. There's a lot of mediocre books that get published. You know, you'll see a movie and go, that stunk. Why did they make that? Same thing with a book. You know, you read a, a chapter or two. Your book engrossed me. Your book, by the way, you took your shame and said, here it is. Here's my shame. Enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it, which is delightful, you know, to put your shame out there. You know, um, uh, yeah. It is. I mean, I think it's, I have found, you know, as a sort of lifelong writer, it's incredibly uh, fulfilling and, and uh, you know, it lifts a weight off your shoulders to write about it. To then have other people read it and say, I relate or you helped me. It's it's why I do what I do, because I want other people to have that experience because, you know, we've been through some shit, um, some of us much worse than others. And I think it's very easy to go, well, why me? And why did this happen? Well, maybe it's because you're a messenger. Maybe you are here to write that story. So well, by the way, that's people. that's self-reliance is believing in your own voice, what you want to say. And saying, I'm going to do that. And then other people are going, wow, thank you for doing that. Yeah. I feel thank you for doing that with your book. And actually, today, it, it, it relates to me more than at any other time with sobriety. Why? Tell me. Because I'm having trouble staying sober right now. Well, yeah. wait, so wait, let's talk I love about that. this. No, it's we don't. That, <laughs> I'm not. That's interesting. This is not, by the way. I've been through a lot lately. I have to clear, I've lost almost 100 pounds. Yeah. That's not sobriety. That's good for you. And I did it without dieting. I sat, by the way, the way I did it was being an addict. In other words, sitting with my feelings, mm. dealing with my feelings, which, by the way, the, the joke of sobriety, and it is the joke that's on all of us, is you think it's going to get easier. Now, it becomes more part of you to be sober, but... Every day is a fight, staying in the moment, sitting with your feelings, all yeah. that stuff. And um, that's what I loved about the book. It's a fight. Your character, which is based on you, what is in a fight, you know? 
Um, yeah. And I, but you, you touched on something earlier as you were talking about um, the book, the way you said about choosing your own cover, da, da, da. You made it sound like in that moment when the book was going down and not going to live the life that you wanted, that's when you did it. What you're talking about is you've done that now with the new version of the book. You're publishing it. Yeah. And you're doing the cover. And you're, but that feels, that's a beautiful thing. So talk more about that. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think we are around at a glorious time. Um, publishing, traditional publishing is so broken. It works for so few people. You didn't even have a good experience with it. They No, I did not. I will talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, they fucked up your book and your book's yeah. amazing. And so I think it's incredible that we're alive at a time where you get to go, I'm an expert. I'm an expert in addiction. I'm an expert in this. And I am an expert through my lived experience. And I'm going to write that story and now I have the ability, I mean, my company does it, but you can also do it on your own to publish that book, to get that book onto Amazon, to even get that book into stores. I have a, oh, Ashley is here. Um, cutest girl ever. She walked into a book soup and said, this is my book. Will you carry it? And she walked into a, a bunch of other bookstores and did that. So I think that's incredible. We used to have to rely on these gatekeepers who frankly only care about their most successful authors. And it's not because they're evil and it's not because they're out to get us. It's just that publishing is a business and people forget that because it's so personal. Our books mean, you know, they're our babies. They mean so much to us. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah, if we, if, if, if the question is yes. I, what if you could have said chocolate, Purim, Dreidel, 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 uh, rainbow giraffe. And I went, all right, she answered the question. That's her, that's her point of view. But I will say, by the way, every one of us is an expert, if we're self-aware to any degree, in our own story. Not in the moment maybe it happens, but upon reflection. And you wrote, upon reflection, something yeah. you're an expert in. And it moved me. That's really the important thing. So I have a few more questions, and then we'll take questions. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, um, well, actually, well, well I'm going to ask you this one. You wrote it. I would never answer. Like, this is a, this, I would think, like, why would you ask me that? But why should anyone care about this book? Oh. You wrote I, it. I wrote that one. Um because it is an entirely different take on addiction and recovery than you will read anywhere else. And I think also what's important too is it was my first book. So it was written before I knew anything about publishers, weekly reviews, and what Goodreads readers are going to say and what the market wants. It was just purely written from my heart. And I don't know, I know that I wrote six books where that was not true because I got so caught up in, you know, my publisher says this and my agent says this. And now that I do books for fun, like Make Your Mess Your Memoir and, and re-releasing Party Girl, I'm just doing this because it's fun, not because it's my, my you know, paycheck. And um, it's, 
I anyway, I think that's why you. Well, let's 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 go with you went to a great place and a great transition to my last thing before the questions. You said, "I do this now because it's fun." Yeah. And what if what has happened in your life since you decided to write and be in the world of writing for fun? What what's the one difference now? You know, I know the answer for you if you don't think about it for a second. It's the answer is kind of everything. Well, a lot happened that led to my desire to do it for fun. Tell you, tell me, what's the answer? You make a living. Oh, that. When I was when I started in comedy, I always wanted to be a great comedian, and I always wanted to have other comedians respect me. That was big on my goal list. But I also thought I started at twenty. Oh, I'm going to be famous at twenty-two. I'm going to be famous at 24. Everything was about fame in addition to me working hard on my comedy. But I was then at some point, late 20s or so, okay, I started 20. So like maybe seven, eight years in, I went, no, I just want to be great. That's all I'm going to focus on. This is my passion. I love doing it. And at that moment, I started earning a living. That was when I started earning a living. Now, speaking of which... When I uh, did my book, uh, 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 which it has two, two titles, titles. It, it, the, first, the first title was My Footprint. Then Perfect. when they went to paperback, they said, we need a curb reference in it, obvious reasons. And we changed the, uh, a, a friend of mine said, you work too hard, go along with it. So it's called Curbing It. It's out of print. Uh, if you find it somewhere, enjoy Point being is, by the way, the audio book, the audio book, if you can find that, that's a joy. Do you know why? It's uh, as read by the author as told to Leonard Nimoy. And I got <laughs> Leonard Nimoy to come in and record all these responses like, Jeff, Jeff, slow down. He actually told me to be quiet. Jeff, be quiet. I mean, Leonard Nimoy. I just love the idea as read by as told to. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Leonard Nimoy, uh, um, my friend Dave Mandel, who uh, was the producer of Veep, he's the one who gave me the idea. He used to work on Curb. Uh, anyhow, I got what one person, one comedian said, oh, all the comics are trying to get what you got, money-wise. And it wasn't that great an amount, especially when they pay millions out now, but it was in the hundreds of thousands. And I think I sold... I'm guessing 10,000 books, you know, most of which sold the book soup. They supported me because I'm part of them. You know, I, I love them and they supported me. Other stores were very nice too, but it became an LA bestseller. And in order for a book, because of book soup, in order for a book to be a national bestseller, you need two, two cities. All I got was LA and I know it was because of book soup. But that being said, and the reason I'm trans, I write, I, that one I wrote out of guilt. I had a passion for what I was writing, but a great deal of guilt because I got paid so much money up front. So I was like, I got to And I actually hired my own editor. I paid yeah. out of the money they gave me an editor. And I had an editor at the, at the uh, big mm. giant yeah. conglomerate book company. I had an editor there, but I want, I said, I want someone to help me make sure that what I wrote was something great. And so when I turned it in, there were very little notes. 
because I already had the editor. And by the way, my editor is actually a big editor in New York, runs a big book company now. And But what I've decided is because I do things now at my age, 59 years old, I do everything out of passion, out of joy. And so my next book I am doing with your independent company. Um, And I have, you know, there's also more ways for someone like me to sell a book now. Obviously, I can get it into bookstores around the country, an independent book, because it's me with my publicist and doing that. But I also have a website that I'll sell the book on. And I'll mention the book when I'm on a talk show, when I'm when I'm when I'm uh, um, performing. So it will always sell. And I'm yeah. not, I, mean, I hope you make money off it. You don't have to give me a penny. Um, the, the, the point is that it's out of joy. Yeah. And joy leads to a lot of times, a Success. lot of times, not, all, not always, uh, great, a great financial windfall. I have it, found. It is yeah. crazy. It's my favorite quote is this David Hawkins quote. We get what we want when we stop insisting on it. So it's that I that's need to be very, that's very, that's very money. cool. Because by, by clinging, we're pushing it away. So as my favorite as you- Stephen Hawking's quote is, <laughs> you look at me, you might not think so. Oh, but I get it. All right. I was once, I lived in Cambridge, England, my junior year in college. And one night, it was my birthday dinner. We went out to dinner and we saw Stephen Hawking with the nurse he was having an affair with. And it was like, consider what I'm saying. That's why what I said was a joke. Um, All right, let's take some questions. questions. All right, so ask this too. Okay, so I got to push on that so I can see it. Hi, Jeff was the first question. Who do you have in mind to play Amelia in the film? That's up to you. Because by the way, what we, when we started, I was going to be the co-writer, director of the movie, and I, I have a wonderful part in the movie. The part is actually perfect for me, mm-hmm. which is crazy, but that's all I'm doing now. I'll help produce it, yeah. whatever is necessary, but it needs a woman director. A woman should be directing the story um, and could be directing the story. Uh, but, you know, it, just in the world we live in, it's just more important to have a woman's point of view and she will collaborate with you. But who do you see? Like, is there someone, if you could, we've never even discussed this. Who would you like to see play the role if you could? Well, we discussed and you know, okay, this is not avoiding the topic, but also Jim is um, an independent producer. So I know how movies get put together, which is you need a certain name that you know will make that they know. Most definitely, even by back. the way, even by the way, in a movie that's low budget now, yeah. the only movies that really have no names in it now are ones that you shoot for, I mean, like $5,000. I mean, it's right. like, I mean... To get any money now, you have to have someone of a name attached. Yes. So so I've gotten all these lists like this is who Netflix wants and blah, blah, blah. And so so one thing I do, the girl's pretty young. So back when it was first optioned, it was first uh, Lindsay Lohan was supposed to play the role. back when Ironically. Was, ironically. Mm-hmm. Um and and then there was a minute where oh god Carla Gugino, Gugino is this woman who looks a lot like I know me. Carla Gugino is yes we look alike and so that was for a hot mm-hmm. minute that was going to happen 
And now, I mean, we were talking about, you know, because now I have this other, uh, my friend I went to rehab with, who's actually a character in the book and the movie has actually won two Oscars. And so now he's involved and we've got these, we've got a little plan going that I can't totally talk about, but we've talked about, um, you know, my friend Caitlin, who is a producer said, the, the kind of girl you should get is she was at a Disney star always breaks out with like an indie bad girl role. That's a unique, there is a girl named Sabrina Carpenter. Who's adorable. Who's this D Disney girl. Um, I also would love since the mother daughter role is kind of, it's a great, I'd love to get a real life mother daughter. We talked about Dakota Johnson and my old friend, Melanie Griffith. Um, that would be delightful. I know I sent her the script, but then I was too self-conscious to follow up um, because I do that. Um, another thing that just came up was Maude Apatow and Leslie Mann. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was very excited to get your curb wife to play the mother. Remember right, Susie. Susie Esmond would be great as the mother. Great. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of ideas, but really I want the girl who will get it made okay that's all right another question please do people know because all that's oh who no new questions from the audience no and we've answered two i said there hello two. To her, hello and and there's, then there was the, what there are two you but go you'll see we've already worked with them i know well people are chatting and i would say there's there's commentary uh but wait wait, wait, wait. uh somebody was saying they think of anna i think it was was saying um, she thinks of the Party Girl movie with Parker Posey. I know there has already been a movie called Party Girl. And I use that to my advantage because I can't tell you over the years, I'll say like, yeah, my first book, Party Girl. And people, everybody always goes, I've heard of that. And I kind of know they might be thinking about that movie. And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, you've heard of yeah. it. Um, but but you can't copyright a title. And um, so... But that was a really good point. I thought I didn't love that movie, by the way. Um, I didn't, I, I, for for many obvious reasons, I never saw it. Uh, I'm not lining up for Party Girl. By the way, on Pornhub, I have typed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at myself. That's wildly stupid. But that's <laughs> Party Girl. Yeah, I'm interested in Party Girls. Party Girls with big butts. Do you have a section <laughs> I can go to? Um, yeah, my friend Brian Meeks has a question. Okay, wait, hold on. Where's wait, 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 wait? Oh, okay. Oh, Brian Meeks, how long does a project like this take to get made from the point you're at now? By the way, you know what's so funny? Only at an LA bookstore will we get film questions. Maybe I was wrong to have you not focus on the film, but I love the idea. We're in LA. So this is our, this is what we do. In, in, Brian know. Meeks isn't in LA. Yeah. I forget well, where you he? live. Brian, I forget is where it? you live, but not LA. Brian is an NFT genius. He's going to change the writing world with NFTs. Yeah. Well, Brian, congratulations. I'll be napping and reading a book. Maybe on my Kindle, I'll go that advanced. Um, so the question was, and that's more of a question actually for me. Uh, how long does a movie like this take to get made from a point you're at now? Here's the thing that blows my mind about personal filmmaking. You got to get it made as soon as you can. I'll tell you why. My first film, I want someone to eat cheese with, 
when I first wrote it, it was so close to me. So, so close to me. It took so long to get made that by the time I made it, I wasn't as passionate about it. I mean, I was passionate about making a, a, a great movie to the best of my ability, but all the, it was an older story. It was me yeah. and what I cared about from three years before. Um, I think this is different because you can mod, you can do things with it. And if I had been more astute when I made my first movie, I would have made some changes. Um, but yeah, it take, here's the point. The point is there is no, here's how long it takes, but if you let it, it'll take a long fucking time. If you let it, it that, that's why you got to get these made. If you've got a good script, because the script is everything. I don't care. Script is everything. Um, yeah, you see a you know a, a movie, great actors, great director, but the script, eh, a great script. You can have a mediocre director and decent actors, and it's still going to be a good movie. Script is everything. So if you've got a good script, do everything in your power to make it as fast as you can. Fast, fast, fast. So there you go. Well, and the other thing is momentum. And I will say, I, I, I think I will remain passionate about Party Girl for the rest of my time on this planet. You're saying something, though, that momentum, momentum is in you. It's in you. So I had the momentum about making a movie for I Want Someone to Eat Cheese with but I lost the momentum of the movie I'm making have something that I'm crazy, the content be something that's so personal and of the moment for me. So I lost that. I never lost the passion to make the best movie I could. But, yeah. but you, as opposed to me, and thank God I just have a part in it and I'm a producer, the passion will live on in you. So anyone out there who's got an idea based on a book, based on your thing, the the momentum isn't within you. The passion isn't with you. I'm telling you honestly, I lost the passion for the story, not yeah. for making a movie. It was very exciting and fun to make a movie, even a low-budget movie. But I think it's also so important. I think I have written several books I was not passionate about. And when they didn't do, if they don't, first of all, uh, if you're not passionate about it and you don't really care about it, it's probably not going to do very well. And then you've lost twice because it, it didn't mean anything to you. I didn't care how Make Your Mess Your Memoir did. I don't really care how Party Girl does. I just like it's that it's that like, you know, that you get what you want when you stop insisting on it. You make things happen, but without but like kind of letting go of the results. And I'm just really taking everything I've heard in 12 step rooms, frankly. We've scared them away from all other questions. No new questions think, from the audience. Uh, uh, but I have I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. And this is something very personal, but something I think has to do with the book and what have you. How have you managed to stay sober all these years? How have you done it? Because from an outsider looking in, the, the parts that I've seen, I've seen you speak at a meeting. Mm -hmm. I have uh, talked to you about it incessantly before. I'm always inspired by it. But 
truly passion for it, but there are times where you're not passionate. There are times where you're depressed. There's times where you're hungry, when you're tired, when you're when you've gotten some level of rejection and pain inside you and you want to numb it. That's the part that I said never goes away. So when you sit with your feelings and you don't eat a cupcake, that doesn't change because the shitty feelings and the good feelings, you might want a cupcake too. And for you doing a line of Coke, having some alcohol. So the question to you is how have you stayed sober? All really good point. I mean, the thing is, I absolutely have been depressed and, you know, and sort of have the outside issue, as they say, of depression. And I have had disappointments and I've had really difficult things happen to me in recovery. So what you're basically saying is you've lived a life. Keep going. But I've never lost my passion for recovery ever, ever, ever. I spoke I spoke at a meeting on Saturday and and people were like, because I don't even think about it. And everybody will say to me afterwards, like, how can you still be so, you're so excited about this still. And, and I am, I will say it is very challenging at first, but I, in my experience and the experience of hundreds of people that I know, once you get past a certain point, it, it, it just becomes about the feelings. And if you're working a program and all of those things, life can get so good. It's just finally happening to me at 21 years. I mean, it took, life was good, but, and you know, by the way, it's like hills and valleys, like it'll maybe get bad again. But with sobriety, from my own experience, life only gets better. Nobody. I I was listening to, I was listening to um, someone I know was in a meeting of some sort. And um, I heard somebody say by being sober and by doing the steps and all this, they felt lighter. Yeah. And I thought that's what I always want to feel is lighter because there's a heaviness to whatever your addiction is. There's a heaviness to it. And to feel light because you're following along. But also know that you're doing the job of what a sponsor does by being in a meeting and speaking or just participating with that fucking enthusiasm of yours. And that's a beautiful thing, and I commend you. We have more questions. Uh, first one, is, oh, all right. So these are going to be our last two questions on movies or show business because um, we'll wrap it up if there's not any more questions about the book or addiction. And I'm not punishing you, but that, <laughs> that wasn't the premise of tonight. So the first one, do you need a script written for your book first to get it picked up as a movie or can you just keep sending producers director your book and get lucky enough to have them find someone great to write the script? And at what point of your book's popularity, is it reasonable to talk about having the book made into a movie if you're a fairly new author? Here's the thing. Great most, most books uh, will not make good movies uh, because they might be a great book, but they're not really filmable. In, you know, You have to have a brilliant director who can visualize how to make that happen. Um, And there is no hard and fast rule, sending your book, sending your script. uh, Hopefully they'll hire a good writer. Write your book, write your book and, and get it however you write it, whether the way that Anna is writing books now and publishing books now, self-publishing, write it and send it off to different book companies, however you want to do it. There's no right or wrong way. But I have done it with a giant conglomerate 
I have, I will do that again, by the way, depending on the content. But my next book is very personal. And so very, very personal. So I'm going to do it independently. So it lives the way I want it to. Um, so there is no rule for that. There is no, uh, um, I would not be surprised. You send your book to uh, an independent producer and they go, well, this looks interesting. You have to have somebody who wants to make a movie. There's two thoughts. One is, first off, you have to, first off, you have to have people read it and say to you, this would make a great movie. If you don't ever hear that, don't, okay? And then on the other side is you have to send the book out and hope that the front or the synopsis or the inside cover, whoever is a reader or a producer there, looks at it and goes, this looks really interesting. How you feel when you go into a bookstore, why you'd purchase a book. So when, you know, you've got to have somebody have that feeling based on what you write. So those are the things that I would say about what you asked. Um, and Can then a fairly add- new author doesn't mean anything about movie or not movie. Fairly new author, great, you're an author. And by the way, my recommendation is keep writing. My recommendation is write your own adaptation of your script if you want to, but do it for your own exercise to, to get that out of your system. Show it to people. Do you have a friend who's a writer? Do you have a friend who's a director? Show it to them and they'll say, this is great, or this needs work, or maybe I'll do this with you. Look how I came across Anna, you know, and there's nobody in Hollywood more powerful than me. No one. No. All right. Next question up. Will the can script I say one thing? Can I yeah, say you can say a hundred things. This is your night. But I thought Ashley, that was the answer. What? Well, but I, and, and you are, and that was a great answer, but I, what you don't know, and I do know is Ashley is this amazing, she's, I think she's 21. She's a lieutenant in the army and she just published her first novel. And it's like this badass female James Bond thing. And she's, if you think I'm charming, you should meet her. So she will get her movie made. By the way, a little story that goes something like this. I have a lovely relationship with an age appropriate lady. I don't want to meet any charming 21 year olds. I don't, (laughs) unless it's in a business meeting in a very public place. Please. My children are both older than 21. No one. Anna, you handle the work with her. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All She's right. very I'm, much I'm in never... love with her boyfriend, but, but, um, but it doesn't but... matter. Ah, all right. Um, Next up. Uh, um, it's just where, where I'm at now. This is from Ty. Do you know Ty? I know Ty and Ty, Ty wants to get in the movie. Okay. Look at and, this. Okay. Will the script be, let me read the question. Will the script be partially curbed Commedia dell'arte style, which is, by the way, an unusual combination, not that unusual. Um, John Cusack in Chicago used to have a theater company called the Actors Gang, and I would see a lot of Commedia dell'arte. But style, and are you looking for comics who improvise or or are you in recovery? Thanks. Or are in recovery. Oh, so comedians are. who are in recovery and possibly Ty is a comedian in recovery who would be great in the movie, but there's really not a lot of improv. No, it'll be, it won't, that's not an improvised movie. I do projects that are improvised. Yeah. Ty, um, uh, I just wish you great luck. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a journey. Just keep doing your work and you'll get in something. You will. 
I promise you, that's yeah. the way it works. You, you know, the key, the key to it all of it is, is do it, do it, write a book, write a script on your book, send it out. Don't send it out. Take a nap, go to the bathroom, uh, go do a show, uh, read books on comedian. Just be active, be present, keep going. The reason most people fail is because they stop. But I've, I've also known many a mediocre person uh, in comedy where I want to go up to them and go, I think it's enough. You're good. Move on. Because they're terrible. But but it's not my place to do it. So I don't do that. I would never do that. You know, uh, but I've rarely seen somebody who's not good after a certain period of time suddenly wake up and they're good. I've seen people with potential blossom from doing the work. There yeah. you go. Yep, yep. And I will say the one thing all successful writers I know have in common is that they did not stop. That is the only thing they have in common. By the way, that's the only thing that anyone I know who's successful has in common. That's the one thing they all have in common is they don't stop. And by the way, here I am, 59 years old. I started when I was 20 years old. So 39 years I've been doing this. I have wanted to quit more times than you can imagine. And I've taken a break here, here and there, a thing called the pandemic. But wow, I've wanted to quit many times, but you can't. You got to keep moving forward because you got to. That's it. So here's what I would suggest to everyone watching. Uh, pick up Party Girl uh, at Book Soup and look up Anna David. It's actually in the middle. Um, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, like that. Well, you're pointing on my screen. You're pointing to where it says "ask a question," and I seem to be on my screen. You're not in my screen. You're. I don't even know either. All right, but the point is, thank you for for coming out and visiting us tonight. Thank you, Book Soup, for having this during a period where we can't meet at the store or some other place. Um, Go to Book Soup. There are many delightful books out now, in addition to Party Girl. So. Even if you don't order it now, go buy Book Soup. It'll be there. And um, gosh, and Anna, I got to tell you, I'm here because we're friends and I love you, but I'm here because you inspire me. You're an inspiration. The book's an inspiration. And by the way, make your mess your memoir. If you're thinking about writing a memoir about your life, no matter what your life is, postman, puppeteer, doesn't matter. That is the book. That is the most beautiful book about it. I've given it to many people. I have, I have, I actually have bought stacks of that book and my friend Joe Posnanski's book, which is out now. Do you guys have this book? It's called The One Hundred. It's about the one hundred greatest baseball players. It's, 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 it's on the New York Times bestseller list. And by the way, let me tell you something about that. It's on the New York Times bestseller list, and it was number two and then four. But point being is. My friend Joe Posnanski, one of the greatest sports writers there is, wrote it out of passion and love and not because he ever thought it would remotely have a chance to be on the New York Times bestseller list. And I think that's the message that Ann and I have given out is write what you care about. Never do the write what you know. You know, who knows about space travel? Write what you want. Write what you care about. Not what you know, what you care about. That's Um, right. And so, Anna, you're an inspiration. I hope everybody buys your book. 
And it's an honor to be here as part of you, as part of Book Soup. And I turn it back over. Um, Jeff, I adore you so much. I'm so grateful to you. I know how many people ask you to do things, so it just means a lot. And um, and Sam, I love Book Soup so much, and thank you for doing this. And you guys, so many amazing people showed up from all over the world at night. And I, don't, so I don't know why, but literally within the last two minutes, we got one more view. One more person. Yeah. It was at 76 since about five minutes in. And here at the end, one person goes, let me just see what was going on. I'm just curious. But they got that right and don't write what you know, write what you care about, which is the yeah. quote of the night. And this is rewatchable. So if you if you are new and you miss the beginning, you can catch up when it's over and rewatch and watch the replay. And can I send well, that's good that you put that out there, but you're basically talking to one person. That it was one person, all 76, a few came in late, but they were explained everything. So it's really the one person that will go, oh, great, good for me. I don't know. You know, look, I find myself, I I, I like to think I'm remotely entertaining. Uh, and I know Anna is charming. I don't know if it's worth a rewatch, unless there's one quote or something. Like, what did he say? What did she say? But other than that, I, I well, me, I love napping. Gosh. <laughs> napping and napping and going to book soup. Two of my favorites. Perfect. <laughs> um, yes, Anna, you can send this link out and it'll also be on YouTube. So I can Yay. send that um, out when that is up. And it's always a joy to have you both. It's my second event with both of you. It's an honor to be in your presence. So thank you both for joining us at book soup. And I'm glad I got to host and I'm writing my first novel. So thank you for the gem because need to hear that all the time. Writers need you to do. You know who to call. Hurts. You know yeah. who to call. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I promise to buy your book. Promise. Thank you. you. That means of so course. much. You got one sale right there. Two. Um, yeah. Two. Wow. You took right, my you favorites go. officially. Yeah. And by the way, can I add? Should be three. You should buy one copy of your own book, even though you know what happens. I, I will. I absolutely will. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us and everyone have a get your signed copy and then have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank good night. You. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more, and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. Mm -hmm.